I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Hi, well, I'm sitting in the teepee and Actually, it's all covered with snow, and the door was froze kind of open, but it's kind of neat. Uh, my husband has a fire going, and it's not too bad. If there was more people in here, it'd be warmer, but there's just him and I. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun to sit in here and reminisce about when we was on the ranch at Oral, South Dakota, and the kids grew up out there and was part of 4-H, so they got to train their calves, and the big event was the Fall River County Fair, and that was always really fun. I remember my husband um, being asked to ride in the parade for the fair, and so we took little Bob in. Now I got to tell you about little Bob because he was our horse that just had a huge heart, uh, Shunkalaka, his horse in Lakota. And, and that means, um, Shunka means dog. And so Laka is like a big dog or a holy dog or an important dog or however you want to say it. Anyway, when uh, Wayne and I had Clint, he was just a baby, and Wayne was looking for a job. We went, got a job out at Western Cattle Company, and that was kind of right in the middle of the state. I don't think, uh, I don't think there's even a Western Cattle Company anymore. I think they're done for, but at that time they had a big ranch and so Wayne got hired as a hired help. He's going to have to help me a little bit with how many cows there were and so how many cows were there Wayne? 1,200. 1,200 cows and he kind of got the job with cabin out the heifers which you know anybody who's ranch knows when you're calving heifers it's quite a 24-hour job because they lots of time need help having the calf and so people get up about every three or four hours and check on them and then if they need help they have to be out there in the cold and it's a big experience I'll tell you 
Anyway, when we left the Western Cattle Company, he had the option to buy a horse, and the horse he had been using was Little Bob, and Little Bob was a quarter horse, big. I don't know. Well, the reason he was called Little Bob was because his dad was King Bob, 16 hands high, so he was a big horse, and I don't know, I just loved that horse. I he, he I rode him once in a while too and he was always such a good horse and gentle and never did try to buck me off. <laughs> and what you're hearing is our Chunka, our dog, protesting because he's hungry. We're sitting down here in the teepee, he's not getting fed yet, but he will. He's kind of a, a dog that likes to be fed right on time, <laughs> and it's past his supper time. Anyway, back to little Bob. We took him on um, cattle drives. We used to, how many head of cows did we have? About 120 head of cows, and you know, our land really didn't, we wasn't able to just keep it on our land, so we had to lease land. And the big deal was we leased land down by Shadron, Nebraska, and that was always quite a deal because we we trailed them down there from Oral to Shadron, which I suppose is about 30-some miles. Actually, it was really fun. Uh, hard work, but fun. Anyway, once in a while I'd get to ride little Bob and... I remember one time he was going along and stepped in a REA hole that the REA had had at one of those big, I don't know what they're called, electrical poles, and they'd take him, taken it out and hadn't filled the hole up properly, probably filled it up some, but anyway, little Bob stepped in it, and thank goodness he didn't break his leg or anything, but he didn't throw a fit and didn't pitch, try to pitch me, but that was pretty scary. When I was about 11 or 12, I was living with Aunt Jo during the summer, and um, we were trailing cows, or well, it might have just been for fun with the horses and stuff and I remember um, going uh, it was not a big dam it was a small dam and we was crossing with the cows and my horse decided to lay down then and that was scary because my leg got kind of caught for a little while it was in the stirrup I, I will admit I was never much of a cowgirl but I did love the horses. <laughs> Somebody's whiny, whiny. Well, I had to take a little break to feed my puppy, Shunkpala. So, back to little Bob. I have to tell you a story about what happened with him and my husband. Uh, we had a limousine bull, and that bull was kind of bad. He would just get out. He he would go through the fences and caused us a lot of problems. And consequently, we didn't have him for a long time because uh, we ended up taking him to the sale barn. 
Wayne got a phone call and that bull had gotten out into the neighbors and Wayne knew that was going to be a problem but he saddled up little Bob and went out there and oh I don't know it seemed like all day but I, I'm sure it wasn't he came back into the house and I said what in the world's the matter with you what happened because he's all scuffed up his head was, and he was bleeding and so he told me this story they he was uh, taking little Bob out to to get this bull and the bull charged him and when he charged him he and th now that's really unusual you, most generally a bull will not charge a horse but he charged him and he he put his head underneath little Bob's belly and lifted him straight up and Wayne said he looked down it, it seemed like a horrible amount of space clear down there and he just knew that when when everything came crashing down he'd be on the bottom and the bull and little bob would be squishing him so he made a fast decision and he bailed off and landed on his head kind of went out for a minute and when he came to his looking up and there was the bull and little bob looking at him so little Bob saved his life and <laughs> was sure-footed and true true hero of that story. I might take that. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow Wayne found out that he... Now that's a good horse. For those of you who know anything about horses you know that's a good horse. So I I just thought, oh, it'd be great to kind of do something in honor of Shunkawaka, our horse nation, and, and tell you about the story. And as an artist, I, I like to put in my artwork from something from my heart. Sometimes that takes a lot of thought as to to what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it. And uh, to tell you a little bit about ledger art, uh, I I got this um, book, a ledger book, and I think I ordered it on eBay, and it was from I think Maryland or someplace like that. Authentic 1895 ledger book. And so I decided to do some ledger paintings. And later on I'll tell you a little bit more about the history of the ledger paintings. But this time I'm going to tell you about my daughter. And my daughter uh, Jackie is, well, I'm real proud of her. She's a hard worker and she... Um, actually has tried throughout her career to do good for for the Owati, the people, the tribe. And so 
One Christmas, I decide to do ledger paintings for my two boys and for her. And I'm going to read you and tell you about her. Now, you know, this this was part of being an artist. And I did the painting, and I named it Lightning Girl. And then I I did a poem about her. And uh, actually, I've made this into a note card. I'll read you the poem. Lightning Girl. In 1895, when Lightning Girl was alive, riding her horse on the bank of the Great Cheyenne River, high up on the bluff. As the wind sings a song, she will always long to be back to the sacred black hills rising above the prairie. After roaming this great land, she will return to her tribe, strong Lakota woman, lightning girl, alive in 1895. And part of it, you know, for her career, she has actually lived quite a bit in other states and and she is now home in the sacred Black Hills, which I'm very happy. I just wanted to honor not just her, but all the girls that love horses and all the women that love horses. So often, you know, the men are honored as great warriors. And a lot of them, people kind of forget about the women, but it... it it was the women that were important also that they took care of the homes and so I wrote this poem for her. So I'm going to read it again just in case I read it better. <laughs> Lightning Girl. In 1895 when Lightning Girl was alive riding her horse on the bank of the Great Cheyenne River high up on the bluff as the wind sings a song, she will always long to be back to the sacred black hills rising above the prairie. After roaming this great land, she will return to her tribe, strong Lakota woman, lightning girl, alive in 1895. And part of this, I'll tell you, was uh, true. You know, when we... Uh, ranched and farmed out at Oral. Our land extended to to the Cheyenne River, and uh, it was quite a bit, quite a ways above the Cheyenne River. Going down, then there was part of it on the Cheyenne River. And I remember the kids. They, you know, we we lived out in the country, and they would have their friends over. So they had a lot of fun with friends and their little two-room schoolhouse down to Oral. But a lot of times they just simply had to entertain themselves. And this was, of course, before computers. And we did have a TV. <laughs> but uh, part of the things they loved to do was ride horses and work with livestock. And they learned to be real good, caring people from that I believe anyway Jackie would sometimes not even care about a 
saddle, she would um, get on bareback and ride her horse and just take off. And at that time, we had a dog named Shunka, and I always felt pretty safe because Shunka would take right off behind them and watch over them, and I knew that if anything happened, Shunka would take care of them. But uh, looking back, it, it was a great time, and I know we we just had many blessings. We had uh, our families close by and friends, such good friends out there at Oral and Oryx area in the southwestern part of the state. Good country people, and I was just so glad to be part of that life for quite a while. So thank you for listening to my reminiscing in the teepee. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people, and if you did, go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us.